Hey, thanks for joining us for Digging Deeper. We are going to press into our message on God is Good from the second chapter of The Good and Beautiful God. And again, I want to encourage you, if you haven't picked up that book yet or you haven't found some a group of people that you can go through that book together with, I want to encourage you to do that. We do have a good and beautiful group starting. So you can call up to the church or go on the website, look for the Good and Beautiful God study that's starting and join that group. Uh, Daryl Hayes is going to be running it. Um, he's actually one of the guys that I go through the books with on a, a monthly basis, twice a month. And so I know he's got a good handle on this, and I promise him walking through that book with you will be a blessing. It's a great way to build some community and to press deeper into the truth and the reality of God. And so yesterday we looked at our verses were uh, in John 9, verses 1 through 7. Here's what I want to do. I want to read these verses, and I want to press in more deeply on the last question that we asked in the message this week. If God is good, then how should I respond when it doesn't feel like God is good? So that's where we're going to go. We're going to start with John 9, verses 1 through 7. Get a foundation, and then we'll press into that. So listen to these verses, uh, starting at verse 1 in John 9. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. I want to stop there. I want to note two things. One is, who asked the question, who sinned, this man or his parents? Well, it was his disciples, the very people who had been walking with Jesus, who knew Jesus most intimately. They are the ones who still operated under this false narrative that God blesses those who are worth blessing and he curses those who are disobedient. That was their narrative. But that's not the narrative that Jesus gives. Now, to go into the question that I want to press into more deeply. If God is good, then how should I respond when it doesn't feel like God is good? We have to look at Jesus's answer. It was not that this man sinned or his parents, here's the part, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. That's important to note because this man's blindness was not a product of sin, his or his parents. It was a situation that God was going to enter into and he was going to redeem for his glory. Now, how should I respond when it doesn't seem that God is good? Well, if you remember, we talked about Psalm 66, verse 10, where it says that God is refining us as silver. So, how do I respond when it doesn't seem that God is good? Well, I begin to understand that the things that are happening in my life may actually be refining. May actually be God doing a work of transformation in me. May actually be God glorifying himself through bringing healing in the hurts, through bringing transformation in the difficulty, through bringing comfort in the chaos. But having said that, it's important to note, what I am not saying is that God looked at this man and said, you, ah, yes, I will make you blind so that I may be glorified by healing you. So suffer for all these years in your blindness and I'll heal you. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I would contend is that this man was born blind as a product of being born into a fallen world, a world that is corrupted, a world that is disintegrating from the order that God created it to be in which means we have sickness, we have illness, we have natural disasters, we have evil desires of people. Wars happen, famines happen, murders happen, abuse happens. God is not the initiator or the instigator of those things. Now, He does have the ability to stop those things and He allows them. But He did not initiate this man's blindness simply to prove how great he is. On the contrary, what I would say is this man was born blind because he, like all of us, was born into a fallen world, was a consequence of being born into a fallen world that collided with him in the specific way of resulting in blindness. Now what God did was redeem his blindness for his glory. That's what Jesus is saying. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God may be on display. So his blindness becomes an opportunity for God to redeem a situation. The illness that comes into our lives, the evil that we encounter, are all opportunities for God to redeem. But not just redeem my brokenness, not just redeem my hurts, not just redeem my illness. It's a process that is redeeming all of creation, which is what Romans 8 talks about. All of creation is being restored. Part of the creation that is being restored is the part that would allow evil to exist, that would allow disease and brokenness to have a home. So part of the creation that's being restored is the very thing that was corrupted at the fall, which is now there is brokenness, there is evil, there is fallenness, there is disease, there is sickness, there is hunger, there is homelessness. All of these things are being redeemed by God. So the blind man in John 9 encountered God's global plan of redemption in his very circumstances in a moment and he got his sight back. We are encountering God's global plans of redemption and restoration, sometimes in a moment, sometimes in a moment that brings instant healing, but certainly in a process that will result in all of us being restored along with creation to its former glory. The former glory is God's creation before the fall. And so what I don't want you to hear me say when I say God is refining us and wisdom would demand that I strongly consider the possibility that what I perceive as bad is actually the uncomfortable but necessary and glorious refining of God. What I don't want you to hear me say is that God somehow says, I will uh, sever your spine so that you'll never walk so that I can make you walking again for my glory. I will let the cancer fall on you so that I can heal you of the cancer for my glory. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God is redeeming all things. Because He's redeeming all things, maybe our response when we find circumstances and situations that do feel bad, that do feel as if evil is in there, that do cause us to question God's goodness, is we recognize that He is good even in this bad circumstance. So he's doing an act of redeeming. 
whether that's redemption that occurs in a moment that changes everything, or it's redemption that's part of its global purpose that will result and be finalized when the new heaven and the new earth come and the inauguration of Christ's reign begins. But we have to see and understand that our job, our role in this, is to be able to say, God, because I know you are good, there is something good in this for me, from you. Even if the bad did not come from you, even if the bad is a product of living in a fallen world, a product of being in a place where disease exists and hunger exists, or even if the bad is a product of my own wicked choices, you being good can bring redemption into this circumstance and situation. Therefore, I will look for your grace in this. I hope that helps. I hope it makes sense. Because one thing I don't want to do is to be heard as saying, well, you know, God caused this molestation of this person as a child so that God could bring this person as an adult into his presence and give him a testimony and a story. I don't believe that's how God operates. But what I do believe is that the evil choices that people make at times that cause hurt on others, God can redeem that hurt and do something in that that will glorify himself as our healer and our comforter and our tower of refuge and strength and our ever-present help in times of trouble. And that is what makes God glorious. You see, here's the thing. God's glory might be best manifest in the manger. Here's what I mean. His glory is so glorious that he can become like us and go into the valleys and the depths and the dark and murky and muddy places of human existence and stand, which is exactly what it means that God becomes Christ incarnate as a baby. God is so glorious that he could step out of heaven, put on flesh, and stand in this broken and fallen world without succumbing to the evil of it without falling prey to the brokenness of it. That should help us see that even in the bad situations in my life, He is the place that I can stand. He is the one doing a work of redemption. So maybe in all this, how should I respond knowing that God is good when it doesn't feel like things are good? Maybe in all of that, the simple answer is, well, I stand in Him. I stand in Him and recognize that His grace and His mercy are redeeming and restoring even the worst situations in my life so that I can be made whole and well in Him and that He can be glorified in my healing. I hope that helps. My, my biggest uh, struggle after the message this week was I didn't want anybody to hear me saying that, well, we just have to go, oh, well, this blindness, this cancer, this, this is a good thing. God's doing a work of transformation in me. So he caused this to happen. I don't think he causes the evil. I think evil finds its own way, particularly in this fallen world. But I think he's so great, he's so glorious, that he can step into, into the evil, the very evil he did not create and did not will for, and resolve it in such a way that somehow some refining, some goodness comes out of it for us. 
So I know that might be a little nuanced and it might be semantics, and I know it presses down towards the cause and effect question. But I hope that helps you resolve any circumstances you might have in your life where you feel like God's just abandoned me or he brought this upon me and, and it's not good. Just know this, that the, the bad things that come into life, we're going to come anyway. It's just the world we live in. But there's a place to stand in God's goodness when those times come. Hey, thanks for watching. I want to pray for you before you go into your groups. Father, we're so grateful that you're good because if you weren't, there would be no, no goodness in this world. All the goodness that exists here is you. It's you and us. It's you and your creation. It's you and your people. It's you and your church. And so help us stand in your goodness even when things feel like they're just absolutely bad. Knowing that you resolve all situations and circumstances for your glory and for our blessing. And we will live in that even when we don't see it. In Jesus' name, amen.